まだ怒りに燃える投資があるなら巨大な Welcome to the Great Gundam Project. I am Jackson Tyler. I'm joined by Em. Hello, hi, hi. And it is a very special episode of the Great Gundam Project because this is the final episode of the first series. There this are... is the final episode of the Great Gundam Project.、Yep. Next time we'll be joining you with the Great Doctor Who Project. Oh no! We got a、uh, the, what's the whatever the first episode's called? The Something Child. I don't know. I bet 60s Doctor Who is actually much better than anything they've done in the last decade. Um, I'm not going to comment on this. Yeah, well, you brought it up, so owned. <laughs> Newsroomarama. That's the next podcast. You already about know someone who's fallen into that I trap. Know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no one has been so owned. Uh, the best part of if we did a newsroom show is that you would be mad and I would just come in not caring at all and it'd just make you even madder every episode. No, I wouldn't be mad. What are you talking about? It's hilarious. I thought you hated the newsroom. I do, but it's fucking hilarious. Okay. The dude gets high and has to, like. I don't.、Right. Jackson, have you watched any anime? <laughs> the newsroom? No, I haven't watched the newsroom in fucking six years.、Uh, no, like, I don't know. I'm continuing my Eva rewatch. I am.、Um... Uh, you're, you're reading a manga. I want to talk about that. I am reading Dead Demons DDD Destruction.、Uh, it is the.、Uh, fuck, what's his name?、Um, the, the, the goodnight、uh, Pumpun guy.、Uh, I know he's called Asano. I forget what his first name is. It begins with an I. I don't want to get it wrong. Anyway,、um, his new manga, it's been running for a couple years.、Uh, it's not out here yet, but I am reading a fan translation. I will 100% buy the official one. Don't, don't get at me about that, because I will, because it's very good.、Uh, I love it a lot. It's just a.、Um Slice of life show set in a world where like alien invaders have shown up, but they haven't really done anything. It's like District Nine, except without the uh, like parables uh, and metaphors for fucking apartheid. It's just what if a flying saucer just showed up over Tokyo and stopped, and it's just there,、mm. and there's just this weird thing in the sky, and everyone's feeling weird about it, and it's just、uh, a very very. Uh, heartfelt and sweet manga about、um, these girls just hanging out and having a sad life. It's it's good. it's I love it so much. The art is beautiful. like、uh, I've been posting some screenshots on Twitter, and every time everyone's like, man, this art's so good. And it is shocking.、Uh, yeah, no, I'm not used to manga. like Maybe it's just because of the things people recommend, but I'm not used to manga having such like a really nice, like, Expressive, like not quite realistic, but like very human style. It's not very, it's not cartoony in the way I think of manga stuff being. Yeah, because when I think of like a manga that looks good, it's usually much more cartoony and expressive and like, you know, Yotsuba、mm-hmm. or something.、Uh, yeah. Which is, I, I love Yotsuba, I love、uh, that guy's stuff,、uh, but this is very different and it's like insanely detailed in a way that just is re- kind of ridiculous.、Um, yeah. And it goes on hiatuses like fairly regularly, which is. Oh, okay, that's why. It, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like、then. this takes this takes time to create. Yes, because、uh, the thing it evokes to me is like、uh, like eighties independent comics. Like、mm-hmm. it's very much like Love and Rockets or something, just lovingly crafted like people and environments and stuff like that. Yeah,、so. and there's like six volumes out in Japan. They're starting to release them、uh, here this year.、Uh, I don't know how long it's going to end up being. Probably not super long.、Um, Right. It's just、okay. just a nice just a nice thing, and I recommend you all read it because it's very important to me. It hit, like hit very hard. I love it a lot. Okay, I watched the first Gundam movie. What's Gundam? 
So, <laughs> so my partner is like, since we're, she's living here, she's moving in with me now that I'm taking over this apartment now that my dad's died, obviously. And so uh, I talked about this in the GoFundMe if you've checked that out. Anyway, um, that means that I'm, I'm going to be watching Gundam every Saturday starting with Zeta. So I want to get her up to speed so we can watch the anime together because otherwise I have to sequester myself away for an hour to watch two episodes of Gundam every week. And that's kind of dumb and antisocial and we can just enjoy it together. So that means instead of having her cram through 43 episodes of Gundam, we're just going to watch compilation movies, which I said I was going to watch anyway. Anyway, leave me. I have to go to my anime cave. (laughs) Yes, basically. Um, And thus uh, we're watching the Gundam movies. We watched the first one, which goes up through uh the first encounter with Rambaral when he attacks and is like I'm not in a Zaku boy and flies off and uh that coincides with Garma's funeral with the uh Sieg Zeon speech um and that's a lot to put in 2 hours and 20 minutes yep. that thing fucking flies and the interesting thing is how much is still in there like the one notable big event that they took out was Iselina's death they just had her crying after Garma's dead um but otherwise it's been pretty straight like all the events you would expect much less fighting like there's only been like four fights I think in the entire movie and there's a fight every episode and we're up to like episode like 14 or something um uh, but otherwise, it's been, like, there's some shots that clearly look redrawn because the style is really off. Uh, but mostly it's just footage from the show, and it looks great, and it's exactly what you'd remember. Um, it's a great way to watch it. I feel like it's weird because it feels way more desperate when everything happens in two hours. Mm-hmm. And there's not, like, the Gundam is triumphant once again every 20 minutes. But also, uh, I feel like it loses a lot of the character of everyone being, like, tired and exhausted and having these moments where they like are just kids on a ship because everything's moving so fast. Mm-hmm. Like the captain does and doesn't die. And the refugees don't get demanded to be put down in like the middle of America. All they all, they just disappear after Luna two. Like they're never mentioned again. That's yeah. That's such a cool plot point with like the stuff with bright. Uh, yeah. And I, I get why you take that out, but like, there's a lot of stuff you take out. And like, there's going to be things that I hold very core cool to Gundam, but just won't show up because they're so peripheral. Like I imagine that stuff with the kids uh, in that like base might not happen. And definitely that like side yes. episode with the random Xeon soldiers that like ride past them in the Jeep won't happen. But that's like, yes. that is Gundam to me is that moment where they hang up and they're like, Hey, yeah. we just fought you, but we're coming to say hello. Like, I don't know. Uh, by the next by the next time we talk, we'll probably watch the other two episodes or movies. Yes. I know the third movie has a lot of new footage in it, so I'm really curious what that is. Yeah, I know people say that it like change oh the 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 um the Zeta specifically picks up from uh, the movies, not from the show. I don't know if that's actually true or if it just means they changed a couple of minor things. I assume it's fine. Uh the distance so I'll say right now, the distance between those two shows and where they the Zeta picks up is so like nothing, like nothing ties into Gundam for a while because it's like new characters ten years later or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, great! It's gonna be one of those, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Gonna have to figure out what's going on, and then someone will show up and be like, "Ah, oh, I remember the the one year war." Not, it's not that. 
anyway, um, so that's that's what we've been doing. Uh, yes. One bit of uh, tidying up. The next episode will go in this feed, obviously, but it'll also be free for everybody uh, on YouTube because every time we do a new show, we'll put the first episode out free just to get people a taste of what they're missing and going on. Uh, we'll just let you all know that in advance. And one thing that we are we changed with the Patreon is now that we're above our next goal and we're not quite like. We can't do more podcasts with our Patreon straight up. Like we were tapped out. We've got to do the movie um, podcast and that's it. We can do no more. So um, we set our 600 goal, which is like 200 from where we are now, which is a ways I understand because we can't do any more as the Great Gundam Project going free. If that happens, we will do another Patreon show that will replace it. We don't know what that is yet. We don't even know if it's going to be me and Jackson. It might be me, Jackson, and Destiny. It might be me and Destiny. It'll be something. We'll put something. Could be like a rotating. Like, we don't know. But we have, like, vague ideas of what it could be that would fill in that slot and be, like, not too intensive. But we know Jackson's saying that, but we don't. We don't have any ideas. We have not even discussed this. Maybe you have ideas, but we have not talked about this at all. Come on. I was throwing you a bone. (laughs) No. (laughs) Straight up. We don't know what it is, but something will replace it. The Great Gundam Project will be free. But we're a long way from that so don't worry about it you will be getting exclusive gundam product for a long time i'm sure but we have received a lot of like people want to listen to the gundam so i will if we can get to another level of stability we'll release gundam for all but it is only yep. one dollar a month so you know you're good value gundam yeah and uh, you know you're supporting all the other podcasts which are a lot of fucking podcasts i mean you know you paid you're all paying yeah. this is not the free show we'll talk about this <laughs> we'll next do this week. spiel next time when it's free don't worry yep. about it uh, but that's it. Um, we're going to go and talk about the episodes and then we're going to have a long email segment because we had everybody write in their Gundam yes, thoughts. Yes, thank you so much. And then, and then after that, stay tuned for an extra special treat on our lead up to Zeta, Zeta next week. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say about that. So hit the music. Episode 42 is called Space Fortress Abawaku. Uh, is that what it's called for you too? Yes. These episodes okay, are both the yeah. same. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Nothing changes. Um, and yeah, so what is the what happens in this? The the finale begins. The big epic. I guess it's really a three part. It began last week. But what what could what goes on? Let me know. The solar ray system strikes its target. Degwin Zabi and General Revo's main fleet are all totally destroyed. The White Base and Cassilia's ship all look on in horror as they realize the extent of their losses. The White Base becomes the center of the remaining Federation fleet as they rally against Garen's fleet at Albaoku who gives another Nazi speech and preps everyone for the final battle. On the white base, Amro believes that the battle is nearly won and gives everyone reassuring looks and speeches. He even has a friendly moment with Frau Bo, who's being chatted up by Hayato in a way everyone's gossiping about even in the middle of this war. In the elevator, though, Sela and Amro reveal to Kai that he was making up his new type intuition to pump everyone up, knowing that in these moments, battles are won and lost on the remaining morale of decimated troops. The battle rages, and the forces seem evenly matched. Part of this is that Cassilia doesn't seem to be fielding all her troops, much to Garen's annoyance. Right on time, Cassilia and Char arrive at Albaoku to speak to Garen. Cassilia offers Char the chance to use the Ziong, a new unfinished mobile suit based on the Elmeth and its Psycom system. Cassilia meets with Garen, she tells him the plan, and he scoffs at her for believing that Char might actually be a new type in the rough. Cassilia questions Garen about Degwin, and gets brushed off because, yo, fuck Garen. <laughs> Chargets in the Xiong, a massive mobile suit that has no legs. Though the sassy technician helpfully points out that in space, the mobile suit's legs are totally for show anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he shrugs when Char asks if he'd actually be able to pilot it, and Char cautions the only man with more cheek than him to be careful in these dangerous times as he leaps into the cockpit of the Xiong and blasts out. The Xiong tears through the Federation fleet, looking for Amro. He gets what he wants as fate and psychic energy draw the two men back into conflict. 
Meanwhile, Cassilia and Girin argue about how the battle is going, with Girin the height of arrogance and Cassilia increasingly enraged at her brother's ego and the realization that he deliberately killed Degwin to take over the Xeon uh, forces. She approaches him from behind in the command chair and, after a few words exchanged, shoots him in the head with a beam rifle at point-blank range. She assumes command, using patricide as the defense, and everyone submits to her commands as she takes up the battle. That battle, however, is not going good. The Federation forces are at Albaoku's doorstep as Zeon is being pushed back at every turn. Most of the mobile suit pilots are students, new to combat, and Char has been spending most of his time hunting for Amro instead of actually doing damage to the fleet. Cassilia plans to attack the Federation hand-to-hand -hand if need be when they board the Space Fortress. And at the same time, Char struggles with the Zeong, unable to match pace with the Gundam, and he wonders aloud whether or not he actually has the new type potential required to defeat Amro. The end. Dun 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 dun. Nothing happens in this episode. It's kind of crazy. It's like, well, Cassilia shoots fucking Giran in the head. Oh yes. And his body floats and hits against <laughs> the view screen. It's amazing. And then everyone just kind of looks silently at this for around five seconds, and just like, what, 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 what? And they go, yeah, fair yeah. enough. To be honest, <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> Also, the greatest it me, a beautiful man in Gundam, yes. a man to surpass Kai exists, and it's the technician going, they said 80%? Look, it doesn't have legs, but it doesn't need legs in space. Don't worry about it. They float. Everything is for show. <laughs> He's a hero to all. You know... <laughs> Oh, it's so good. And then uh, Char's like, oh, do you think I can use the Psycom system? He's like, well, I have a good feeling, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's so good. He's like the only like real person, real as in like actually not caught up in the bullshit of Gundam. Like, yeah, whatever. I don't know. It's fucking mech. Uh, I'm you know, sure he like dies off screen in the battle. He doesn't matter. Never mentioned again, know. but he's my hero. <laughs> yeah, Char being like, oh, you better watch yourself. And then dramatically leaping over the railing to go into the cockpit. Uh, I love that Char cautions everyone against being extra when Char is the most extra. Uh, only someone so extra could caution that ridiculously. <laughs> you know, uh, one of the best things that happens in this episode is Frau Bo and Hayato, realizing that neither of them matter to the plot, have now decided to just hook up in the background. Uh, yeah, it's great. This this is a strong trope that I like a lot. Just like, oh, man... Aaron doesn't like me. I'm. I don't matter. This is fine. We'll just hook up. And, and then the, the kids are gossiping about it because the kids are still on the ship. Yeah. No. They. Where are they gonna go? Yeah. Yeah. But like, this is the final battle. They've got the kids on the ship. Yes. Last time they tried to offload the kids, the kids were like, "Please take us with you. We can help." And everyone was like, "Yeah, I guess you can." Yeah. Um, and it will prove out that they yes, can indeed help. They can indeed help. Oh my god, I love the kids. You know. Uh, and then there's the great scene of Kai, Asela, and Amro in the oh. elevator where Kai's like, oh, do you really believe all those nice things you said? Because Kai doesn't trust anyone. And Sela's like, no, we, I told Amro to say those things because people need to be reinforced. And Amro is just like staring directly into camera, like half his face in the shot while this happens. And Kai takes it totally in stride. Like, yeah, of course you lied to everyone. I get it. Yep. These three are so good together. Oh, I fucking love Kai so much. <laughs> you know, he's come a long way from being the coward who snuck onto the white base. He's still a shit, but he's the best shit. Oh, yep. He's so good. Rip Ryu. Yes. Yep. No, but you know, one loss in all of the main characters on this side, not too bad. They did. All right. Yeah. No, um, wait, We'll talk next time about the way... I guess Matilda also, but, you know, she's not, not a main, really character. main character. Not a main character. Lieutenant Woody. Not a main character. Slugger Law. Not a main character. 
but apart from like uh so degwin dying it happens but that like happened last episode as well like that's just the big resolution to the cliffhanger and then there's just yeah. a lot of battle and there's just lots of like shots of the battle that aren't following anyone it's weird how like little of a plot they have because uh, gundam instead of like trying to forge plots through the battles tends to just like have a narrator say something and then just let you look at like beautiful space battles for a while like the way yep. uh it animates um like fire or like weapons fire is so different to what i expect from modern anime because it's just fucking infinite seas of missiles like just yes missiles off like missiles being animated like their energy beams just so an infinite stream of them i'm not kidding it's ridiculous yeah, it's really who good watch this will know what i mean it's yeah like this is a big battle and it feels it so you, you just kind of yep. marinate in watching it and rather than having plot happen a lot of plot happens next time as everything wraps up uh, but yes. this is just the big... Uh, Though there's still lots of shots of ships getting owned that I just wrote down as the battle rages multiple times. <laughs> the battle sure rages. Yes. Anyway, I think that's it for this yeah, episode. That's, that's Let's fine. get to the final episode of Mobile Suit Gundam. Final episode. Here we go. Chew. Chew. <laughs> uh... You know, let's leave this in for a second. Uh, we say chew every single time when we finish these, and this is the last chew, and it's sad. No, no it's not. There's going to be a chew again. At some point, they will take out the sting, and we'll have to bring back chew. Yeah, no, that's fair. Be, but yeah. uh, when we watch Zeon, I don't think there's a chew. I think it's just like a musical sting, and it won't be as good. The chew is so good. Anyway, yep. hit the chew. Episode 43, the final episode of Mobile Suit Gundam, is called Escape. It is indeed. This one's really long, so feel free to butt in in between paragraphs. Okay, we're doing it that way. All right. The battle rages with both sides experiencing heavy losses. The Gundam and the Ziong are locked in a fight to the death as both machines lose an arm and neither can get the drop on the other until Amuro manages to catch the Ziong unawares and fires directly into the torso. Unfortunately, the Ziong's cockpit is actually in the head and it detaches and flies away while destroying the head of the Gundam. We immediately we immediately um, open with the Gundam and the Ziong both getting fucking destroyed, basically. The pacing of these episodes changed so much when you just start at the battle. Oh, yeah. Like... It's crazy. This episode moves also, so fast. The rest There's of this so episode, much. the Gundam is walking around with only a right arm and no head. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and it's chasing a yes. floating head. <laughs> like, the aesthetics of this are ridiculous. The white base's engines are destroyed, and it lands in Albaoku itself, bringing in Hayato and Kai and the other mobile suits to cover it as everyone arms themselves to fight hand-to-hand. Cassilia, realizing the battle is lost and thinking Shard dead, plans her escape and orders the Xeon forces to fall back after she makes it off the base. As the last of the zombie family, she insists she has to survive to carry on the Xeon name, and her soldiers are wearing to- willing to allow her to sneak off. Uh, the white base's engine exploding was actually the most traumatic thing that happened to me in this show, I feel like. Oh, I mean, this whole episode uh, does a great job with like building up the fact that everyone yes. could die. <laughs> um... Because they're so, like, it's they are the center of everyone's targets. Are like, they are in the middle of the enemy base just being shot at with just Kai and Hayato to defend them and a couple of yep. people on turrets. Like, they're so screwed. Uh, and, like, the battle's won at this point. The Federation forces are going mm-hmm. to win. Uh, the, like, the, the tide of the battle has, like, shifted. But that doesn't matter when you're in the middle of the yep. enemy base. <laughs> 
like oh it's really bad bright's commanding everyone and trying to keep everyone like morale high and everyone's running around the ship like oh uh, overload these things open these things take a side on do this oh it's oh war has come to everyone as everyone fights hand to hand in the corridors of albaku amuro walks the damaged gundam in after char and then exits the gundam to track down his rival in person using the gundam as a feint to destroy the head of the Ziong by sacrificing itself amuro readies himself to go track down castilia only to be caught unawares by char who also abandoned his ship in a faint attack the two finally face each other on equal footing <laughs> char swearing to destroy amuro as new types are a danger to humanity and amuro blaming char for lala's sacrifice the two fire pistols as char is wounded but flies off oh I immediately, we forgot to do this in the beginning. We got multiple people writing in about the thing that happened in episode 41, I guess, where Lala blocked Char getting owned and I said Char turned the blade aside and killed Lala. Apparently that's not what happens. I feel like the read is better if Char is also somewhat culpable, but apparently it is all Lala charging in. Though Char's culpability, given that he treated her like a kid sister and then kissed her like 20 minutes before, still probably Char is pretty culpable here. Oh, it sure yeah. sucks. Uh, I don't like... I mean, I like Shah, but my read on Shah is way more villainous yep. than I have, like, got from... Uh, and I assume that might change as the series goes on, because I know he remains a prominent like, yes. character. But this Shah in this show is a villain who manipulates everyone so, and sucks. Like, one of the, like, images that's burned into my brain when watching the show, and I was really excited for us to get to, is the Gundam walking into where the head of the Ziong is and firing upwards, and then, like, half of it melting as yep. it's, like, fired upon. It's such a good shot. Yep. Uh, all the yeah, the imagery in this episode specifically is great. Cause then, like, I assume we'll go through this in the summary. But like, what what happens next? What are the next scenes in order that happen? So we have Shah and Amuro like with jetpacks fighting each other with guns, and then it cuts to <laughs> so the white base crew all end up abandoning their mobile suits as they're all destroyed in the fighting, climbing out and going to war with guns like back in the old days. Sayla flies into the base and gets a new type flash that Char is in there and races off after him. She's led into the ruins of our innate drawing room where Amuro and Char are fencing on jetpacks, arguing about they're arguing fencing! about whether the Zabi family is actually the enemy or if new types are a bigger existential threat. They both injure. They're fencing. They both injure each other, and in the moment of damage, Amro remembers Lala saying new types shouldn't be used as weapons, and Sayla seems to hear it too. An explosion forces her between the two of them and stops the battle, and Char asks Amro to join him in confronting the threat of new types that will overrun a new era of war after this battle ends. So, before we talk about the fencing, the Gundam is, like, melted, basically, and collapses, and then the gun tank and the gun cannon immediately both get owned. Like, the willingness of this show in the final episode to not give people the heroic moments and destroying all the technology so everyone is, like, climbing out of their cockpits and just running down corridors with guns, like, it's really good and incredibly depressing. Yeah, no, it's just the yep. Sentai thing. I don't know. Like, I don't know if that is actually I, true I, of all I, just, I, I haven't I've watched enough Sentai to know that. I have watched enough Power Rangers sure, to know but, the trope of the final episode is where the base gets the, fucked But up. is like, the final episode of Power Rangers where all these, like, special children who were in these safe death suits are now running around with guns and, like, just being soldiers? <laughs> uh, sometimes. Depends on the episode. Okay. Depends on Power Rangers. Episode, because, uh, like, so much but, about, yeah, like, no, so much about Char being like, oh, the new era of war with the proliferation of mobile suits and new types and psychic abilities. And what it actually is is children with guns running down corridors shooting each other. Like... I feel like those two things juxtaposed are a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this episode, like, I really love this episode. I really love what it suggests about what Gun's, mm -hmm. like, about. Because uh, it's it's just really good. Uh, this We'll finish the summary, because, like, the stuff... I need to talk about the actual... Yeah, anyway. 
before we get to that, Char and Amuro are fighting fencing on jetpacks. Yes, they having are. having having an, having a ba- debate about the philosophy of who the actual enemy is in this war. But also, like, Sailor runs in and sees them fencing, and then it cuts to them going, "Like, do you know why we're and fencing?" And Amuro's like, "Yes, I'm a mutant, <laughs> which means I use the Gundam well, but that doesn't mean that I'm good at fencing." And Char's like, "Yes, exactly." And then Amuro immediately <laughs> proves him wrong by almost killing him. Yeah, they both like just do the thing they would do in their Gundams, where they both strike each other. And okay, so Amuro gets strike through the yes. arm, uh, but Shah gets strike through the face. Like he punches his helmet and hits him in the face, and he is saved by his fucking ridiculous yes, mask. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> that also means going forward, he loses the mask and just has his glorious curly hair under the helmet. <laughs> I know, we finally just... <laughs> There's a moment where someone dies as he takes someone mm-hmm. else's helmet, and they're like, ah, I see the rumors about the scar on your face are yep. untrue. <laughs> In mine, it was like, oh, your oh, face sure. wasn't burned, and then he dies. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> yeah, no, the subtitles are different for us, but yes. Uh, oh, what a good show. What a good show. So how did this actually wrap up? Uh, another explosion forces the two of them apart, and Char ends up protecting Sela as Amro is blown out towards space. Char learns that Cassili is fleeing from a dying Xeon soldier and sends Sela back to the Federation fleet as he decides that even if the real fl- threat happens to be new types, it would be foolish to pass up this opportunity, and he grabs a bazooka and heads off to where Cassili's ship is docked. That ship is just about to take off when Char flies up in front of the view screen, saluting Cassilia and internally telling Garnema that this is for him, reuniting him with his beloved sister, before he fires the bazooka into the bridge of Cassilia's ship, decapitating her before the ship explodes. <laughs> the part where not only does the entire like cockpit explodes, but it flies through her face and knocks yes! her head off. <laughs> no one has ever been more owned than Cassilia, and no one has ever been more extra than Char, with his beautiful curls flying up, saluting, and then firing into the cockpit of this ship. But, but it's like, Cassilia can't have anything. She just last episode, like, shot uh, Garen through yep. the face with a beam rifle, who then, like, flew onto the to the view screen. You thought that would be the coolest head execution in this battle. Char can't even let <laughs> But have that and fucking shoots her head off with a re- But also, like, her, like, moment of greatest triumph is cut off by Char, like, deciding, I guess I'll clean up my earlier baggage before I go on and fight new types <laughs> the rest of my life. Yep. Oh, Char. Char, Char, Char. Sela laments the supposed loss of her brother, feeling like she can't return to the Federation. Amuro, meanwhile, limps back to the half-melted Gundam, ejecting the core fighter out of it to get free of the rapidly destroying base. Amro's new type powers in this moment reach out and he feels the entirety of the war on the fortress, showing him where everyone is and where he can best help. That at first happens to be a despairing Sela, who he calls out to and leads to safety as the base explodes around them. Uh, Amro limping into the core fighter, like ejecting it like it doesn't even have a canopy. He's like using his space helmet to make sure that he doesn't die in this thing as like the air is all gone from this entire fortress. This is really good. Mm hmm. I love the yeah. destroying Albaku. It's like, it's basically like end of, I guess it's before Jedi came out, but it's like the end of Return of the Jedi where everything's just falling apart. Uh, I love long dying bases. It's the best thing. Yeah, no, this is before, I guess this is like the beginning of 80s. Yeah. So it's only, only actual Star Wars is yep. out at this point. As Sailor escapes, Amur also reaches out to Bright, Mirai, Frau Bo, Hayato and Kai, telling them all how to escape the battle safely and get back to the White Base before Albaoku explodes. Everyone departs in ferries from the White Base just in time to watch their ship be consumed by explosions, sad but safe. 
Bright orders Sayla with her potential new type powers to try to locate Amro so they can try to determine whether he's alive or not. But she laments not hearing him and Amro is supposedly being dead. Then the orphans seem to be reacting to someone out in space and they count down as the core fighter comes flying out of the exploding Albaku as Amro flies out of the wrecked ship to join his friends. Amro in the cockpit says goodbye to the memory of Lala, choosing to live in the present than with her in the psychic realm beyond death. And thus the year Universal Century 0080 comes about, and the armistice is signed, and the war, for now, is over. It's such a good <laughs> ending. It's so, like, the, the fact that, I mean, I should have expected this because it's an anime, but like, the fact that everything like, melts away as, uh, like, all the explosions kind of fade into the background as Amaro just kind of gives soft voiceover and saves all his friends. It's like the, the best most part is not thing. he doesn't even like he does that with Sayla, but then after that it just cuts to everyone in their various fights and them all like in the middle of like taking cover or ordering someone and then they stop and they go Amaro and then they like nod and go oh yes okay I, I have to go now all right thank you and it's just like the montage of that is so <laughs> yeah. good. It's it's exactly what I want, and I like so a lot of my feelings about this episode are the are in the like the dual fates of Amro and Shah, and like Shah's technically correct, but he fucking ends up completely alone, and his last act is just murdering everyone, and Shah, uh, and then Amro like ends up like saving everyone with his final act, and stays with his friends, and it's like the you know, uh, that's happening, and it's it's good. I I love Amro. I. I have seen a lot of negative sentiment towards Amro online from Gundam fans. Um, and I know, like, everyone loves Shah. And I'm sure that as the series goes on, I will, like, shift my opinions at a lot of them. Uh, but but at the moment, like, I feel like Amro is, of this type of anime protagonist, basically the best boy you yes. can be. Considering the other boys that are to come across anime. This, like, guy who has gone from just caring about nothing and just being the the i have to shoot the thing to win the day and then using his super war powers to just save all his friends and run away it's it's a lot it's very moving i really also like it. he there's that moment where like layla's reaching out lala's reaching out to him and he realized he can have what he wants which is to be with her in a place without war and it's still the wrong choice like he needs to save everyone and live his life and he chooses that and it's so good and pure <laughs> I can't fucking believe Evangelion made nothing. <laughs> well, that's true too. <laughs> I can't believe they did. It was the same yeah, ending. it really is. Armuro chooses to yeah, live. Yeah, he does. And then we get a voiceover telling us the war is over because the show is over. <laughs> We're out of time. Yeah. No, it's just. Uh, and then they sign the peace treaty. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, no, I I like it a lot. I am, ah, uh, it's good. It's good. Uh, Shaw sucks. Shaw continues to suck. I know. He's I right. he I sucks. like Char Sorry. Char a lot. Uh, but I I people seem to pit Shar and Amro against each other in a way I don't think makes sense because I don't even think either of them view it that way. Like they have a difference of opinion about what the like actual threat is, but neither of them want new types to be the future of war, and both of them are going to be completely owned by history. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll I don't, I, I don't actually know the answer to that, but the fact that there's so much guns. You've only seen yeah. half of Zeta, yeah. Like we are now, basically, almost at the point where when you say something, you're not like tainted yeah. with hidden knowledge. We are both complete, almost completely, you know. But my uh, guess is, special boys with magical powers riding death robots is basically everything in all of Gundam for the rest of time. The end. <laughs> well, yes, no, obviously, obviously yes. that is true. Um, 
and the way that like in this episode it becomes unclear as to whether maybe everyone's just a new type because they've been through that much yes. war like being a new type is less special as like oh you are the chosen new type and more just oh i guess your new type powers have awakened now and like sailor says to charlotte Sha- 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 you're also a new type and Shah's like, I guess I probably am. I don't but also, know. But also, like, Shah was unable to use the Xiong in the way it was supposed to be used. And But Sayla totally gets the flashes. Like, Shah never gets the flashes. Shah gets the flashes, oh, okay. like, one or twice. But it's uh, it, it's just unclear whether those flashes are, like, um, Amuro communicating yes. with him. Because there are moments where he hears Amuro, but that's, like, on Amuro. Like, it's just a mess. And this thing is happening to everyone mm. at the same time. And it becomes in the ending far less clear about whether new types are like a thing um that like it's it's just the force right is, is this the, a thing well the, like the yeah uh, so the question is it, the question is is, is it the force that, yeah. is it x-men or is it just what all people are going to have in these situations right i mean like what it actually is is the thing that i like a lot where the explanation for what the thing is just is the themes yes. of the show and they don't bother to actually like give a proper in well, universe also like, no, there 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 are probably like powers. multiple in use ex- explanations that are about what the characters believe not what the actual truth is sure but i like that they just let them... no in war this is what yes, we but, are all like but, this awakens but zeon has a fucking school on jupiter that teaches people how to use their new type powers like that's a thing that exists like <laughs> Jesus, all right. Yeah, man, this is a mess. We're going to yes. have to deal with this. It's a really good ending and, like, wraps everything up in a very nice, like, way for the, like, themes and the arc of the show. But if you're going to go into this universe and examine what the fuck is going on, which they're about to for 40 yes. years. Um, oh, there's so... It's going to be bad. There's so many special boys and so many robots. All right. Let's get to the question. <laughs> We've got a lot. We're just, we're just going to go in the order they were received. Uh, I, have I haven't looked read at some of these. Okay. I've looked at a couple, but I don't remember which ones or anything. Uh, all right. Uh, our friend Cass asks, is Haro the best anime mascot? That's the only question that Cass No, has. I'm... Mm-hmm. No. Look, I'm not saying Haro is the best. I, I'm not sure I agree that Ayn is the best. I don't. You know what? I don't know enough about anime to be able to tell you what's the best. Haro is that. good. I like Haro a lot. Ayn's a dog. Yeah, no, I mean, on the spectrum of, like, Ayn to Teddy, like, Haro's way more an Ayn than a Teddy. I mean, yes, if we put Teddy on the bottom of the fucking list. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I, I, like, I also haven't watched enough anime, I guess. Uh, I don't know what, like, what is an anime mascot? Like, again, those I can definitely identify as mascot characters, but there's some that I don't know if it's like mascot or just character. I don't know where yep. the line is. Do you want to do the next question from Frankie? Yeah, well, I'm looking at the email. It's very long. Oh, okay. Uh, I had, oh God, this is a lot. Okay. We probably Frankie should have read said, these beforehand. I thought we'd read them on, on the well, air. We asked like, Sorry, Frankie, Frankie, we, Frankie was like, do you want me to edit these notes? And we were like, no, don't worry about it. So all we got were notes <laughs> I guess about we did, every character. I guess we totally did say, don't bother editing these notes. It'll be fine. And now look at us owned by our own hubris. <laughs> this mm. is on us. Sorry, Frankie. Um, uh, oh, right. That This is why Frankie sent these in. 
I have never seen an episode of Mobile Suit Gundam. All my knowledge comes from this podcast. <laughs> so we actually should read these. Oh, right. Okay. This is someone who hasn't watched the show. You want to trade off? We'll trade off these characters and read what's written down here. This right. is good. All right. Let's go. This is this is the reaction of someone who has not uh, watched the show, but has just listened to us two go through Yeah. You want to start with Char? Right, here we go. Char. Bad guy. Very extra. Wears masks. Likes red. Is a dick. Char is evil. Stop defending him. M pronounced Char. I'm I'm either coming back or dying in space. Magneto type his little sister complex with Lala. <laughs> Lala these, is these are wrong. all these are all correct, by the way. <laughs> these are all correct. All bullet points correct. Uh oh god, everyone's spelt wrong. This is beautiful. <laughs> yes. Amuro with uh O R O. It's Amuro with a U uh R O. I'm letter. just very it, British think. when I say Amuro. <laughs> yes. Uh Hero hates killing, is traumatized. What have I done in my death machine? Amuro loves Char. Amuro's apathy is a shield towards the end against Lala. New type equals main character power? The one true special boy. Amuro, happy Amuro is not good. He is just Harry Potter is the thing I said, apparently. Internal screaming, Jackson. He is broken and sad. At least not a cop anymore. <laughs> oh, right. That's right. Yes. Because Amuro, uh, Amuro's clearly chosen not to be a cop, but Amuro would have been a cop. Ah, uh, yeah. No, saved only by magical Lala. death. I also like that one true special boy, which the thing you and Molly say on uh, uh, Amory score is now a thing that's just infected this show. It's, look, if it wasn't the like main like trope of you know all fiction, mm-hmm. uh, Fraubo spelt F R A B O W. It's actually F R A W space B O W. Yes, Frau I, I, is it supposed to be like Frau, like German Frau? I guess I don't actually know. My the assumption that. was it was, but I don't. I didn't know. Yep. Cares for the orphans. Like likes Amro Seaman? Question mark. It sucks <laughs> to be Frau Jackson. I don't remember why I wrote Seaman here. <laughs> I, I also don't know why you wrote Seaman here. So we have to move quickly through these. There's so many. All right, you go with uh, you go with B. This is the end of the show. This is fine. If this episode's long, I don't care. Okay. Ryu, big boy, other pilot, punch man, grievous wounds, oh no, cry, rip. <laughs> uh, every character who dies has a rip. <laughs> Bright, cyclops, semi-captain, madman or twink. <laughs> I think that's a thing we were arguing about early on when you called Bright a twink and I said, no, he's clearly just like a Don Draper type. Yes. I was right. You just couldn't see the truth. Bright Ensign. is 100% not a tw- You shut up. That is not true. <laughs> Ensign, still in bed ill, now a new tenant. He overheard it all, does not believe in new types, believes Arrow's a new type. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. That's, a lot happens in this show. Uh, Mirai, uh, Mirai. Wait. Mirai. Is- yes. <laughs> So okay, wait, wait. <laughs> I will do the I will do the next two. So it's Mirai, but it's written as Mirage. Uh, secret Char sister pilot Mirai spelled the actual right way. Uh, new captain, <laughs> and then Celia. Sayla S A Y L A. For the record, Frank, I just like correcting these because they're cute. Uh, it's yep. very cool. Celia, wait, Celia and Mirai are not the same character. Gun tank, sad girl. <laughs> I understand how you like that gets confused in the discussion when we just keep bringing up these names. Yes, no, hundred percent. We are not making that, like, fun of you. I just think this is adorable. Yes, no, this is not a dunk. This is this is a great email. Um, yes. 
Gamma, other bad guy from Earth, Rip, had giant portrait, becomes legend after death. All of that's true. This is actually true. Uh, We probably never mentioned that he had ridiculous purple hair that he constantly twirled because he's a villain. (laughs) (laughs) He's the only person who could be as extra as Shah, which is why he had to die at his hand. Uh, Kai, coward, Shinji, sucks, left, oh, Kai is still here, gun cannon, leaves again, is back, breaks the fourth wall. <laughs> uh, and then there's just a note that says, so there is a gun tank, gun cannon, red robot with shoulder pads, and a Gundam? Yes, there are three mobile suits. Harrow, <laughs> Those are the ones. robot. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Question, is there more than one Gundam? No. no. Just the one Gundam. They destroy all the Gundam like backups at the first episode, on the second episode. Yep. Uh, man, imagine if they had just had three Gundams in the show. <laughs> I we'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, Matilda, redhead, Amara has a crush, re- rescues Matilda. Oh, I forgot about this character, Rip. <laughs> uh, Ice Lena spelt ISO like pirated ROMs. Lena yes. <laughs> loved Gamma, High Femme Shah, Ice Lena correctly spelled? Question mark. Rip. Hot fuzzes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. Rombaral. Rombaral. Gauf. Blue spikes the goof rip. Dad was named Jimbaral. <laughs> Jimbaral's the best Gundam name. I love it so much. <sighs> Hopefully we get some Jimbaral in the origin. Yes, definitely. Hamon, wife rip. <laughs> <laughs> Next note, Zanzibar airship. I'm glad that you noted that I will never not talk about the Zanzibar. The Zanzibar is a pretty cool ship. Uh <laughs> Makuve spelt M A K U B E. That is actually spelt M apostrophe Q U V E. I understand why that doesn't come across. Yep. Clearly evil, purest monster, sword and shield Gundam. <laughs> yep, you forgot to put rip though. Rip, yes, no, <laughs> extremely ripped. Uh, Kuzon, which is spelled differently in the movie than with the uh, than in the my my subtitles anyway. I so I don't know what it's spelled. I have captured a, rip in my. I have a, a C C U. Oh, one of the most obnoxious things about the movie is that the Zeons always call the Federation Feddies. But that's just your subtitles. No, but I yeah, maybe it's whoever subtitled the movie. I assume the movies are actually rips from the DVDs. Oh, okay. They're like, they're like, oh, the Fetties are here, and I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yep. Uh, yes. Kuzon captured Rip. Stetch Rip. Who's Stetch? I don't Jackson, know. Who's Stetch? I don't know, I don't know who Stetch is. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so we are like all the way down, listing like non-central characters we've forgotten, and then after those characters comes Hayato, who's <laughs> <laughs> a main character. Hayato, wait, who dis? Gun tank. Hayato, the Krilling of Gundam, doesn't matter enough to die. This is fair. Though I will note, Kirin, uh, uh, Krillin dies like six times. Krillin's the one who dies and comes back every time, right? Like that, we have yes. to go bring back Krillin again. Yep. I don't know enough about Dragon Ball. I read like a little bit of Dragon Ball manga. It was just a cute, funny thing to me. I have not got deep enough in for Krillin to show up, let alone die six times. Uh, he shows up way before he dies six times. Well, yes, yes, I know. Uh, uh, the Gog, the Zaku of the seas. <laughs> I'm glad that we said that because it's true. It's true. The Jeebel. <laughs> yeah, I remember the Jeebel. Um, Miharu, Spy Rip, Lieutenant Woody, Rip, <laughs> Slager Law, Not Ryu, Anime American, Sucks, Still Sucks, Rip. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> this one's fucking good. Cameron Bloom, Jewish stereotype, Rip His Heart, Still Alive Though. 
<laughs> That's the thing I said, I think. Yep. Uh, Dossel, uh, spelled with an A instead of an L, but rip. That's it, yep. Uh, Garen, but spelt with a U instead of an H. Uh, it's, yep. Yeah, these are all spelled weird. I wrote this character twice because I forgot they existed. Spaceship Hitler wannabe. Yep. <laughs> Texas Zone, Endless Twilight, Barren Wasteland, The Asteroids Outside Texas is a good sentence. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes. Lala, new type, long-range psychic sniper, the Elmeth, a special gal, Lala's dilemma, dependent on Shah, is she going to die, called it, death caused psychedelic explosion. All of this is yes. true. <laughs> new types equals Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't know what that, when did that come up? I don't know. There's a line here that is clearly wrong. It says Gundam should be more Sentai. It should be less Sentai, it in my opinion. Uh, white base equal Trojan horse. Yes, sorry. Yes. The Trojan horse is the white base. That, yes, it's Trojan just what Zeon call the ship. Yes. Uh, Charlie Bull, <laughs> uh, which uh, that's uh, C-H-A-L-L-I-A, I think. Charlie Bull. Yes, yes. The new type, the brow bro rip. M made a TNG reference I don't get about Troy. <laughs> that's fair. Who is Degwin? Is this the Zeon leader? Makes Hitler comparison. Don't be a Hitler, quote Jackson. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Degwin is the Zeon leader. He is the father of Garma, Cassilia, Dazzle, and Girin. Yes. All of whom are now dead. He is also the person who poisoned Shar and Sela's father and took over. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, that happened. <laughs> yes. And final notes, psychic feedback hurts. <laughs> yes. yes, and then what I think will happen in the finale. Uh, big fight. Amro will be disillusioned and uh, and dis and desert oh amara will be disillusioned to desert oh okay uh Shao will win the war some white based characters will die higher term bright maybe this is a much darker finale <laughs> nobody dies it is- everybody lives everybody lives all right we're deleting that one yeah. on to the thank next you one. so How much frankie that <laughs> yes. was very ridiculous okay uh this is olivia um ba 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 what do you think about Shar and where his character ended up by the end of the series? Do you love him, hate him? How does he measure up to the expectations you had going into the series? Uh, Olivia likes the character a lot. Doesn't want to spoil what's going forward. Yes. Uh, That's I, it. I really like Shar. I think he's a good villain. I think that... I think I think Shar is a villain only because his ambition is so narrowed by his vengeance. I think he, like, he has everything that it takes to be a hero, and I hope he becomes one. I don't actually know the answer to that, other than I know people love him a lot, but I also know that there's a thing called Char's Counterattack, and that sounds bad. So I don't know what happens here. Yeah, we've got two series to get through before we get to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. It sounds bad. And like, it sounds not, like things might go bad for Char. You're not wrong about that read on Char. Like, that's what I like about this finale, is like... Yeah. He gets everything he wants, but he's entirely alone and just keeps murdering people while Amro is saving all his friends and flying out, like being saved with the power of new type friendship. Like, Shard has nothing, uh, even though he like achieved all his goals. And I I like how uh, how those two things uh, like mirror each other because Shard could totally just give up and talk to people for once, <laughs> but no, yep. he never will. Uh, yep. Let's have a look at Alum. It's a bit of a longer one. Bit of a longer one. Okay. So happy to be joining you through this Gundam adventure. My history with Gundam before this was being obsessed with Wing as a kid. I know people... And Wing's the one that got really big in America, right? Yes. Um, yeah, that was... that. Toonami picked that up right when everyone I knew was, like, really into watching anime on Toonami, so... Mm-hmm. Watching uh, IBS first season has aired. All I know about that is the Attack on Titan theme tune. Yeah. Uh, and then watching War in the Pocket and 08 for Mess Team because of Counterweight. Anyways... 
Uh, it's great seeing where many tropes of the series came from. Amara being one of anime's first sad lads is momentous but infuriating. On the other hand, Char set the standard for mysterious, fabulous rivals. These are both archetypes that change a lot over time, but in the original MSG, they're a bit less defined than I expected. As you both know, we constantly talk about in the Gundam uh, spoilers discord. I've never checked in there. I don't know. Shar uh, and Amara both became more inf- interesting thanks to extemporaneous... Uh, media, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm trying not to look at this. Finally, <laughs> I can't say how nice it is to watch a show that looks like this. You both mentioned it early on, but nobody makes shows that look like this anymore, both in the Saturday morning cartoon three-act sense and also in the tiny budget sense. I think the budget is used very well, like cutting back and forth between still shots of Lala and Amro is kind of janky, but implies a lot through simple editing, whereas a common critique of modern anime is that they use CGs to replace drawn stills as a crutch and time saver. Obviously, the industry is drastically different, and some people like the CG stuff, I have a special place in my heart for young psychics screaming at each other in space regardless of how they're animated. Is At the end of the day, isn't that Gundam? Um, uh, ping me in, in like six years when you're talking about Wing. God. Yes, we will. We will, Alan. Uh, yeah, no, I think Gundam is beautiful. I don't think it's like necessarily a low-budget show like, at the time. I just think that anime looked different. Yeah, I mean, technology... Like, when you have to hand-animate everything, the shows are going to look rougher. Uh, and also a lot of it is that because of us watching on Blu-rays, it's something that was meant to air on TV in the 70s, you just yes. see the like edges in a way that wouldn't have come through. Like when a character, say, moves across the screen and you can see their plate against the background plate and like, yes. other like just specks of dust on the plates that are just being filmed <laughs> like you can yep. see that and it's a physical thing you are looking at in a way uh that just you don't get even like in the 90s like the even before digital anime that uh the technology to like pick up that stuff had changed so much so uh when to talk to the other point i i know a lot of people really like char and amuro through other stuff like i know origin get, like really blows out char as a character and there's a lot of stuff in I assume future shows. I know Shar comes back at some point and everything, but um, the I don't think that Shar and Amro are like uninteresting characters in the show we watched and finished. Like, really there's like a him. lot of there's a lot of nuance to those characters, especially as we reach the end and everything that they stand for kind of gets upended in the last five episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I really I like I think they are a good like pair of foils for the show. I really like where they end up. I really like uh, how like Amro has de- evolved through the series. Uh, I, I like Amro a lot. I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I like Amro. He's a good boy. Uh, Ali asks, I love Char. Do you love Char? No, I don't love Char. Sorry. Sorry. I think Char is, like, interesting, but, I mean, Char is really evil? I like Char as a character, but he's very evil and, like, tragic, and I don't get the cult of personality around Char yet. Maybe I will as we get into the later stuff, but for I now... Mean, like- the the moment I love Char the most is in that video I posted a couple episodes ago of when he fucking destroys that suit and smiles and him and Amro fight and it's the coolest thing that's ever happened in Gundam. Oh, that does happen. That is very yes. cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, <laughs> here's one from Crass. It is in full caps. Kai 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 like sixty times. Love Crass pants. Thanks, Crass. I agree. Now, thanks, Crass, for being the best dumb question asker we've ever had. Also, uh, Google thinks this thing is in Lithuania. <laughs> Google sure does. And then our final email from uh, the person almost responsible for this podcast, our friend Camille, Gundam expert. Uh, so I was already watching Gundam. You decided that we should do this because of Camille. But I was doing this on my own just very slowly. Yep. 
I just follow so many people who are like into Gundam and make it sound incredible. And I was like, I need to know. I need to know. Yep. Um, okay. Look, you do this final email. Okay. Congratulations on finishing your first full series of Mobile Suit Gundam. I hope the final episodes doesn't inspire too many nuclear takes. Those are in violation of the Antarctic Treaty and General Revel would be sad. <laughs> He's dead. Uh, I promised myself I wouldn't make this a list of corrections. We need a whole episode for that. But there's one thing from the penultimate episode. All right. About Char and the Gogug and yes. And yes. Lala. We covered it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it, I fucked up. I still think it's better. Uh, <laughs> fun fact. In the novelization of the series, written before it was canceled, Amro dies in the Battle of Albaku, leaving the white base crew to join forces with Shar and attack the Xeon Heartland at side three. That sounds like some ridiculous fanfic, and I don't like it. <laughs> uh, I much prefer the way it ended up going. Like, I get how you have Amro die and then Shar join with the white base, and, like... If Gundam was meant to be just one series, I get how that happens. I think ending it in this place is how you get 40 years of Gundam, though. Mm -hmm. Also, the name Albaoku is derived from a bestiary of mythical creatures written by Jorge Luis Borges, and is supposedly the creature that guards the Tower of Victory at Chitor in western India, though the origin of the story is obscure, and Borges may have made it up. A pilgrim climbing to the staircase would be pursued by this incorporeal creature, with the Albaoku only able to achieve its true corporeal form if the pilgrim had, turn, had in turn reached the top and achieved Nirvana. You know, new types. <laughs> yep. We've received some like people uh, like correcting the pronunciation of Albaoku, but... Um... Um, if it's just a thing some guy made up about a fake like Indian creature, <laughs> I feel okay about it. Yeah. I'm interested to hear from both of you on your presence of Shar specifically having digested the final episode of the series and from Jackson, where, if at all, you feel Zeta is going to pick up for the end of this conflict. Is the war truly over? What's to become of the white crew, white base crew? What's the deal with new types? Did Shar really just decapitate some of the bazooka? Holy shit. Did you see that? I fucking saw that. It was cool. So so in anticipation of your insight into the future, it only leaves me to wish you the best in your journey through the Universal Century and beyond. I hope you can come out the other side with a good idea of why Gundam has captivated so many people for so long. Glory to Zeon. Camille. P.S. Fuck Amro. Camille, Zeon are space Nazis. Please do not glory to Zeon on our podcast. Amro is fine. I like Amro. Amro is great. I, I like Amro much better than Char. 100%. Yep. Yeah, that's us. That's our stance. We that sad boy stance. got over himself and decided to save and be with his friends. He's fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. What do I think is going to happen in Z Zeta? I have to make. I mean, this, this. I want you to tell me everything you predict or know about Zeta now, and then we'll do the last thing. I know nothing about Zeta specifically. I only know about, like, general. So I know there is adult Kai. I know at some point we are going to get, like, older versions of all the kids. Uh, I know that Shah has to counterattack in, in a movie at some point, and I know that Amaro sticks around. These, This is all I know about the Universal Century. Like, I know that at some point a colony gets dropped on a city, but I think that's a prequel thing because it's in the opening crawl of the first episode. This is it. That's the entirety of information I have. If anyone tells me any more, you are being arrested. So, where do I think Zeta goes? Oh, God. Hmm. Okay. I think it's... I assume it's from, like, whatever... I assume the main character and the main group is in uh, whatever Zeon is at this point. I assume it is from the other side of the perspective and the Federation are the bad guys. Uh, I think I've heard talking about that and that's why... Oh, they've, like, everything's flipped on its head and it's from the other side. And so I assume it's going to do something like that. Um, but I don't actually know. Like, there's going to be new types everywhere. Um, so maybe not Zeta, but I think at some point we're going to have a, the, like, 
own the protagonist is going to be the only non-new type in the war that's going to be a thing that'll happen at some point that's a prediction uh for the state of the world though i don't know i think that the, we will have to like fight the federation's like weird overreach is how they're going to do it and that everything that was good will be bad and it'll dive down into the politics of the the uh solar system a lot more that's the predictions i have i have no idea like amro's gonna still be a soldier presumably like leading a bunch of new types um bright will be bright will probably be like a general that they show up to and gives them orders like halfway through the uh through the series uh, or if wait if he's on the other side then they'll have to fight bright as fuck if they kill bright i'm gonna be so mad ah oh. okay that's me talking through my thought process i that's all i got i have it's a it's all a right. wide open play space so that's it. We are basically done here. Thank you, everyone, for Thank your support you so through this first show. Zeon will start next week. Uh, or Zeon. Zeta will start next week. Um, it'll be good. Uh, until then, we have one last thing. I am going to send Jackson the opening of Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam, and they're going to watch it and describe and react to what they're seeing. This is the Japanese version, and then I'm going to send them the version with the the one that we'll be listening to, because we have the Blu-rays that has the English song, so they can hear the song. The animation's the exact same. But... Um, I'm, I'm going to send this to you, Jackson, and you can hit play and you can just narrate your reactions I'm into the podcast. I'm going to be editing this so I will try to underlay the theme tune. <laughs> okay, uh, here we go. Uh, please just uh, let me know when you click the button so I can click the button. All right. Um, three, two, one, go. Oh my God, the 80s are happening. The 80s have happened. Oh. It is surprising how much later five years is in terms of anime. Yes. Everything has changed. Oh, there's a boy. <laughs> that was, uh, who were you talking about? I was talking about Shah. There's Haro's in this? Okay. Um... This is this is a decent song. I don't know. I don't like the '80s as like an aesthetic. So yeah, I understand. Uh, I is, also don't like the '80s in the song. Okay. Uh, this is the shot I recognize from everyone's like uh, display pictures and stuff. Uh, older shot. Oh my god! Ah! <laughs> Look at them. Okay, good. They're still around. They're still around. Yes. This song's not very good. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so this is your reaction to the Japanese song specifically, letting yes, everyone know. Is, is. This is a beautifully animated opening, though. Yeah, like everything has twice as many frames. Yep. It's so smooth. I and think. like they got really into detailing all the stuff. So you want to load up the other one I sent you? Yeah. The okay. One? That was a, that was a whole thing. Uh, I'm glad we got a moment with our friends. Yes. <laughs> There's oh there they are they've all got like really normie clothes on except bright yep. instead of the same clothes yes <laughs> uh okay so do about to do the next one i will layer in as i just did this is yep. the this is what this is the version this is this is the the replaced music because there's weird licensing issues around that theme so the blu-rays and every re-releases has this like score theme but this it. isn't the alternative american opening that's a different opening no this is i think it's the same thing okay okay all right yes three two one play the animation's the same, though. Yes. Because 
Oh, we got actual actual credits in this one. <sighs> I don't know if this I is think like... This, I think this theme fucking rules. I don't know if this is an incorrect opinion, but this is so much cooler. Yes, no, I also agree with this. It sounds so good. Like... I understand anime, you got to have a theme song, and I, I like the anime theme song. Like, my reason for not liking the song has more to do with it just being, you know, the 80s. and me Like a yeah, weird 80s pop ballad thing, yeah. yes. Like, that's just not the thing I'm here for. Uh, but, like, Shah's flowing hair as this music plays, this is yes. cool. This is so cool. Yep. Uh, I like that because this is clearly the Western one, they've put sound effects with everything. Yes. <laughs> Oh, those are the to those are the to toddlers. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's like who are they? Right. Of course they are. They don't look off model anymore, which is sad. No, they're just they're just anime characters now. That's why? I, it's like who are they the first time? Uh, Zeta Gundam. Is it called the Zeta Gundam? Yes, it is called the Zeta Gundam. Okay. Doesn't look uh, as crazy as I like. I've seen the like I have have the Blu-rays for ZZ Gundam and the the Gundam in that looks crazy. We are going to get into some Digimon-ass Gundams sooner or later. Okay, I actually don't know what that looks like. I'll have to find out before uh, I... Because I'll do the art for these, because I do I do the drawings just, for these. Just the biggest, so. bulkiest thing. Uh, great. That 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 is much cooler than the original opening. I'm sorry, everyone. Yeah, no, it really is. Oh, that's ugly. God, I don't want to draw <laughs> that. I wasn't kidding when I said some Digimon oh, I was going to Yeah, no, it's like Digimon and Mega Man. Everything terrible about design I hate. War, War Greymon. You know, Look, we are going to go anyway, through every variation. Anyway, that's it. We're done. We have a whole other podcast to record in 10 minutes. Oh, so. what if I died? <laughs> uh, please enjoy this. Look forward to Abnormal Mapping. Uh, dropping the same day, I think. Abnormal Mapping will drop on Wednesday. Yeah, because it's the end of the month. We refuse to lose the month. Thanks, everyone, for your support. I hope you enjoyed these. I need to go like have a drink before we record. So thanks again. We'll be back next week. Sorry this episode was really long. But if you know it's the end of the show, they're probably all going to be like this. So yes. thanks, everybody. Come back next time for Zeta. We will talk about who that blue-haired boy is and what he's doing in a mobile suit. I'm
かないで宇宙の果てにきらめく星はアムロお前が捨てたふるさとだ忘れはしない少年の日の誓いを青春をかけ守り抜けこの幸せをアムロ振り向くなアムロ男は寂しさ隠すもの隠すものただ明日へと明日へと永遠に覚えてゆかい少年の日のことを温かいぬくもりの中で目覚めた朝をアムロ振り向くなアムロ男は涙を見せぬもの見せぬものただ明日へと明日へと永遠